Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Good morning. Good morning. for singing, which I didn't, which I didn't apologize to, right? So, good to see each and every one of you. You see my friend Ray, Desiree, it's good to see you guys come in. Um, anyway, I almost don't recognize some of you guys. I was just like, who are you? You know? Anyway, had a great, had a great trip. Thank you, Pastor Moses. Appreciate you so much for, for, for taking care of the service and, and did a wonderful job. And so just thank you for all you are and who you are. So um, I'm actually going to, in just a second, just a second, I'm going to actually read, I'm going to read from Proverbs. Um, that is actually the wisdom chapter, which I think is kind of, weird that we would call one single one chapter out in the Bible and call it a wisdom chapter because like all of it is God's word God breathed and God inspired so shouldn't it all be wisdom right so I always like I always thought it always puzzled me like let's go to the wisdom chapter I was like which which chapter is it you know or, or the wisdom book. And so this is the book of wisdom. So you can find hope. You can find wisdom. And you can find, find um, you know, just how God operates and what God does and how he works in every step of this book. So, so um, I, as I say, let's go to the wisdom and talk about wisdom. Actually, it's all through here. And I want to clear that up because it's something that kind of bothers me when I hear people talk about that. So I'm like, I better clear that up because like, this is what I think. Anyway, in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1, it says this, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your brain. Right? What? Did, it, did I not say that right? Oh, I know. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep 
my commands in your works. What? I didn't get that right again? Could someone read that to me real quick? You want to read that? Okay. Son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commandments in your heart. In your what? In your heart? Keep it in your heart? Really? Okay, that's what it says right there. So I guess we'll, we'll go from there. For they will prolong your year, will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Whoa. Now listen to this, verse 3. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your brain. On your what? On your, on your, is it the heart again? Yeah. Like, why ain't I seeing the heart? Because like, I feel like all I'm seeing is like, and you know what? I think a lot of times as we read through scriptures, we forget that God's not about our, our, our wisdom or our thoughts. Mm-hmm. But you know what he's about? Our heart. You're like, I don't believe you, Pastor James. What are you smoking? <laughs> what, did, what did they do to you in Texas? I, I know it's really hard because like, you get in the wrong part of Texas, it's like this burnt orange color everywhere and then the part I was in they're like Texas A&M fans which is palatable to me like I can actually hang with A&M fans but like sweet Jesus help the Longhorns they need delivered right they just need need set free from that awful color burnt orange like what I mean who was even thinking about that right so so like I'm not losing my mind and and I even though I was tortured a little not as much because I was in A&M country more than I was in, in Longhorn country, but um, I had to pass through. Lord, help me. Now I know why he says, says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I was just like, oh, save me, Jesus. Save me, right? Anyway, sorry to all my Texas friends. I still love you. I am praying for you. So actually, uh, the guy I stand with, his wife's a Longhorn fan. And um, she had this bottle, and it was burnt orange. And, it, and she's actually the, one of the Texas State Teachers of the Year. And so she brought, brought this bottle out to me, and she, she's like, look at this. Snaps it on the table. She's like, look. They gave her this, like, like bottle, and it's like, like for, um, I don't know, an award. And, and on it, it's like Teacher of the Year. And I looked at the cap, and it was crimson. And I was like, yeah. She's like, see, it's burnt orange. And I was like, yeah, but look, crimson is still on top. <laughs> Just like it always is. And for you guys that know crimson, I'm an Oklahoma Sooner fan. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, for setting me up. So no matter how hard you try, the Oklahoma Sooners rule, man. So anyway, I, I will continue. So you're like, why is he talking about football? Because football matters, right? Football matters to me, and it matters to my heart, right? It's something that's in, in my heart, right? So there's things that matter to you that God cares about, too, right? We look at things and think God's far off, and he's way away, but he's not. He's inside us. God in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you the hope of glory. And so that means he's more interested in our hearts than he is anything else. 
anything else. You're like, I don't know about that, Pastor James. I'm glad you guys are asking me to bring some more out. Now watch this. I'm going to go back to the top. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Let them hang, bind them around your neck, write them on the tablets of your brain. No, I got it wrong again. Thank you guys for correcting me, right? On the tablets of your what? On the tablets of your what? Of your heart? Okay, help me remember that as I get through this, okay? Then, when? When? When is then? Right? Right? He's saying, write them on the tablets of your heart. Then. You're like, I don't know about that. Um, then, what? Right? Write them on the tablets of your heart. Then. You know what is he saying? What's that? A result. Right? Here is a result from having, it's a fruit. Right? We talk about the fruit of the Spirit. Was it love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, meekness, long-suffering? But it's not what we think long-suffering is, you know, all the fruits, right? And we're like always trying, like, well, well, let's develop these and do this and do that. Listen, you don't have to develop patience unless you're a doctor. <laughs> right? Because you'll get enough stuff hitting you that you need to learn patience. Patience isn't something that we develop. It's something that we are. It's a fruit of the Spirit that's living inside us. And when we're connected to God, we're one with God. And so as we're flowing and walking and talking with Him, then we'll find that He's flowing through us and it's His patience and it's His peace and it's His love that's working through us. And that makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Than us trying to do stuff through works. And when we do stuff through works, you know what it ends up doing? When we work, He rests. And when he rest, and when we rest, he works. So we're 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 putting all this effort in in our own self, and we're not getting the results that we need because we're doing it out of our own works, our own righteousness, our own striving and trying. And he's like, just rest in me, just live in me, just take it easy, just hang with me, man. I got gotcha. you. I'm interested more in your heart than I am in your due because when he gets our heart, he'll have our due. Now watch this. It's, then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your brain. What? Man, are these okay? I guess not. Do you see? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. With your heart, right? And lean not on your 
own understanding. That? What's that? That's the brain, right? So he's telling us, trust me with your heart, not your brain. Now, can you pop that up? I'm going to be a weatherman. Can you see me? It's going to rain so much, you're going to have to swim. Can you guys see that? Now look at that, really close. Do you guys see that? What does that say? Two kinds of people. What's happening there? One is trying to, to save himself, and the other guy is resting. You're like, okay, now what? Look at that close, because it's real important that you, you can glance at. See, see, the one guy, he's like struggling, and he's like fighting. Do you know what the most dangerous person in the world is? Is someone who's drowning. Do you know why? Because they'll not only, only um, drown themselves, but they'll drown you and everything else around them. Why? Because they're panicking, and they're in survival mode, and they're just, just dependent on what they can do, rather than realizing, do you know what? We are made up of mostly water. So these dudes, both of them, have the same amount of water content in them. And so instead of fighting the water, this guy just like, you know what, I'm going to rest. I'm going to rest. I'm going to trust. This other guy, he's thinking through it. How do I get out of this? What am I going to do? And he's trying to do it all on his own. And you know something's going to happen here pretty quick because he can only do that so long. And as he's struggling and as he's trying and as he's trying to go through it, he's going to drown. He's not going to make it out of there. Why? Because he's panicking and he's trusting in his own works and trusting in his own strength and trusting in only what he can do. I remember when I was a little kid, I was out... Um, I had I was like seven or eight and was at the lake and we were helping push a boat. And as I was pushing the boat, I slipped. And I couldn't swim real good then yet. Uh, but I learned real quick at that moment. <laughs> and I went under the boat. And I couldn't get out. And I tried. And I tried. And I tried. And I tried. And I thought, this is it, man. And all of a sudden, the boat shifted just enough where I popped up, and I was, like, taking on water, and I went over and was throwing up and, and gagging, and because and I'd taken on more water than probably was in the lake, almost, it felt like. <laughs> and I was sitting there going, wow. And it's something that stuck with me, because I remember, no matter how hard I tried, no matter what I did, I couldn't take care of that in my own strength. I couldn't come up in my own mind with a way to get out from there. And then the boat moved. And when the boat moved, do you know what happened? I gave up. And when I gave up, do you know what I did? I floated to the top. I rested. Now remember what I said? When we work, God rests. And when we rest, God works. 
We're singing that song, Waymaker, right? And it's, ta- and it's talking about that, even when I don't see that you're working, even when I don't feel that you're working, you never stop. You never stop working. He's always at work in our lives. If we can learn to be this guy and not this guy, there is nothing in this world that can sink us. Like Pastor James, I've never seen anything about water and a dude sinking in the Bible. I'm glad you guys brought that up. Because there was this dude in the Bible. Anybody hear of him? His name was... Was what? Jonah. Jonah. Well, I was going to Peter, but there was Jonah too. Right? You're right. We can talk about Jonah, right? What happened to Jonah? He was relying on his own thought processes, saying, you know what? I am not going to Nineveh, God. You cannot call me there. He wasn't thinking with his heart. He was thinking with his mind. These people are evil, and there's no way, God, you want to save these people. And so what happened? He gets thrown overboard. God saves him. He, he swallows him with a fish, right? And then spits him out, right? So Jonah was here. And you know what? You know what? Um, I remember the story of this kid who, who was... Um, was um, in, the, in the classroom and, and the, the teacher kept getting on me like, I want everybody to, to um, stand up. And, and this kid wouldn't stand up, right? He's like, like I ain't standing up. And finally, um, he, the teacher got him to stand up and he's just sitting there laughing. And she's like, why are you laughing? And he's like, well, you couldn't get me to stand up. And she's like, well, you're standing up. And he's like, I might be standing up like this, but I'm sitting down on the inside. <laughs> right? That's what Jonah was doing. Right? He, he, even after his experience with, with the fish, being three days in the fish, and you know what's so ironic is Jesus used his disobedience and his thought processes that steered him wrong to make a prophecy of Jesus being in the tomb three days and then coming. He, used, he uses everything for our good. When he says in all things God works for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, he ain't kidding, man. Look at Jonah. Now Jonah went and he was mad the whole time. Like he's going, okay, I'll go tell him and I'll prove God right. These dudes ain't going to repent and they're going to go to hell and I'm going to sit back laughing, right? And you know what happened? It was a great awakening. And God changed their lives. And you know what? Jonah's heart changed, right? No. He was still mad about it. Right? Just because you don't like what God's doing doesn't mean God's going to stop. Right? You're not God. You don't get to make that choice, right? So we see him. He was in that spot. He, he was drowning in the water literally until when? Until the fish swallowed him. But then he was drowning inside. And that's way more serious than what's going on on the outside. Now we progress to the, to the New Testament, right? And we got this student, his name's Simon. Or it used to be Simon. Because right? what? Simon means hearing. Peter means rock. 
So Simon heard, he heard, he heard, and heard, and heard so much of the gospel that it got inside him, and God's like, you're going to become a rock. But listen, the one disciple that decide, God decided that, um, that decided he could walk to Jesus on water, his name was Rock. Okay, now get this. Like, I go to the river, and I pick up rocks, and, like, we'll go swim in the river when it's not too cold to swim. Man, these rivers are cold here. Not as cold as Montana, but they're cold, man. And so we'll take that. I'll take this rock, and, like, I'll find this smooth stone, and I'll fling it across there, and maybe it'll go two, three, four, you know, hops, and then it floats on down the water, right? <laughs> it does what? It sinks, yeah. And so it doesn't matter how big or how little that rock is. You know what happens? That rock sinks. I think of another rock in the Bible that Moses carried down the, down the mountain. Right? We call them the Ten Commandments, right? But if you try to do those in your own strength, you will drown. You will sink. It'll be like you walking into the water with those stones. And it, because that is not what you're meant to do. That is a glimpse of who you are when Jesus lives through you. What is it? It's the smallest. Here, again, Simon. It's here. That's what Simon means. It means hearing. And so, it's here you guys get this? Hear. We hear, and as we hear in our heart, then we live it out, and it's Him living in us. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is God. He is one. Love Him with all your heart, with all your mind, and all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. We skip, we go right to the neighbor and forget that God wants us to love ourselves first. Okay, so it's about loving God, loving yourself and your neighbor. That's what, the, when he's, what it all comes down to when he's talking about that. And the only way we can do that is through rest. So here is rock. Like it was before the rock, you know. I'm the rock. You know, whoa, I'm going to make movies. Like, he's a, he was not the original rock. The original rock saw Jesus walking on the water. Coming to him in the middle of a storm, man, and they're thinking that this is what's going to happen to him. Can you imagine? He's like, dude, I'm a rock. Like, I know what happens if I flip out of this, bo out of this boat. Like, because my name is even Rock. And I'm going to sink. And so he's like, sees Jesus walking on the water. And he has a realization. It wasn't his brain thinking that got him out of the boat. It was his heart thinking. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his brain. Did I mess it up? I'm stuck on the brain. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Like he was, he, it wasn't his brain that thought, it was his heart that thought. 
It was his heart that trusted Jesus so much that even though he was a rock that would sink, he's like, you know something? If Jesus can do it, I can do it. And he got out and he started walking on the water. Isn't that amazing? He didn't skip. Maybe he skipped. He's like, I'm a rock. I need to skip and not walk. You know, with the Bible... I'm walking and he starts walking towards Jesus and then he starts thinking with his brain he was trusting with his heart he's like can I come to you and he's like come and he's like I'm out of here boys I'm going to Jesus see he was going on God's command trusting God following him with all of his heart not leaning on his own understanding and the scripture actually says this it says then he looked around and he saw that the winds were boisterous. You know what he's saying? He's like, wait a second. I'm in the middle of a storm. It wasn't even the water. Like, I'm, it doesn't even say you look and say, oh, I'm walking on water. But wait a second, it's wavy water. I, can't, I can walk on clear water, but not wavy water. The wind starts blowing, maybe it'll knock me over and then I'm going to sink, right? The moment that he took his eyes off of Jesus. That's what happened. He started to sink. And see, he wasn't in a cup. I mean, that's wavy. You can see the waves going. You can see the winds howling and all these dudes like that ship that boat that he got out of wasn't a smooth ride man it was going up and down and water splashing in it and it looked like there was no hope for him even there and now he's really in trouble because he's a rock in water and so he cried out to Jesus he's like Jesus save me and Jesus said nope you're a rock you're going to sink right something happened. He looked back to Jesus. And you know what Jesus did? He let him drown. Last we ever heard of him. No. You know what he did? He reached his hand out and saying, which, which I find is really cool because you can see in these scriptures when you see God's hand you, you see his arm, his Zora, like his strength. Like when you, we do the Passover Seder, we, ha, we actually have that on, as one of the elements on the table. But you see his strength, but you also see his hand. It's his righteous right hand. The Bible talks about, he, about his righteous right hand and lifting us up with it. Now watch. He reached his hand down and lifted him up. You know what he lifted him up in? His righteousness. Peter looked around and was trying to save himself in his own works. He was trying to save himself in his ability to swim. He was trying to save himself in his own way to save. And when he come to an end of himself, he called out to Jesus. And you know what Jesus did? Here, let me help you up. And they both walked back to the boat on the water. What does that tell us, man? 
goes, man, like, like, I might be the only one on the planet right now who goes through stuff. Like, like, literally, sometimes the waves are rocking and the storm's rolling around us and we start looking out here and seeing the things that are hitting us and sometimes it looks and feels like we're going to drown. Like, come on, am I the only one that, like, I'm the only one who ever feels like that? Like, how are we going to get through this? Like, I know they're doing this over here, and I know this is hitting, and I know I got this coming at me, and I got that coming at me, and it seems like nothing that, that I do is working out. But guess what? It's one moment from God will change your life. If you'll just learn to trust Him. Just learn to rest in him if you'll just learn that hey you know what i feel like i'm drowning so all this dude had to do is let go that's it hey guess what i surrender look this water like he thinks he's drowning in water but really jesus is the living water he trumps it all we just rest and just say, oh, anybody ever float in the water? Like, I can float in the water, but my feet, like, have lead weights. And so I, I had to learn to float, like, kind of, actually, I can float with my, you know, with kind of my knees hanging down like this, you know? And so, or I can just tread water, I can just rest, you know? But I can't float like that, I don't know who can. I mean, that dude's pretty cool. But I've learned to rest. I've learned to rest in the water and I can float now I need to rest in life I need to learn to rest like this dude when things are going on you're like well Pastor James which guy are you I just remember it depends on what time of the day it is it depends on what's hitting me cause like I can come out of this and go to this in a heartbeat if I'm looking on the outside with my brain. But the moment I say, you know what? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. God, you promise in all things you'll work this for my good. I know you're for me. I know you're making a way. Even though it looks like the storm's blowing, it looks like I'm going to drown, I know if I just rest, you're still the God that calms the sea and says, peace be still. And sometimes you just like, hey, don't worry about the storm, just walk with me on the water. And when you do, we grow. And we learn. And we know that we're going to make it. Not because of our works, but because of his finished work. See, we'll go back and forth. And you're like, Pastor James, you're telling me i got to be that all the time? I'm telling you there's no way on earth until you go to heaven you will ever be that all the time. Now, you could be that all the time <laughs> until you drown. But you will never be that all the time. But you can... Work. That's where the scripture says that we labor to do what? That, not that. 
we labor to enter his rest. Amen? So, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for loving us and that we can trust you with all our heart and know that you're there for us and we give you the praise for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.